Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the On the Pony Express podcast. Part of the On 3 network. Check out all the SMU coverage you need at OnThePonyExpress.com. Now, now. here's your host, Billy Embody. Billy Embody. One, two, three. Let's go. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the On the Pony Express podcast. I'm Billy Embody. Thanks for listening, guys, on the first day of this early signing period. Pretty much wrapping up. Uh, I've got my phone, handy-dandy phone, up for you guys uh, in case anything else pops off. But um, as I kind of alluded to it on theponyexpress.com, it would be a busy day for SMU, not only uh, in the uh, signing class world, but also uh, with the coaching changes world. So, We'll get to all of that, uh, but first, I want to remind you guys that for a very limited time, you can sign up for OnThePonyExpress.com for $55 for an entire year. Cost of a couple beers for, per month when you average it out, if you're on happy hour, to get all the coverage through the rest of the transfer portal, spring practice, uh, summer with recruiting going for the 2025 class, first ACC season, and next year's transfer portal season and early signing period. Can't beat that deal so jump on board uh in a few weeks we'll hit two years at on theponyexpress.com which is wild and if you guys subscribe and jump on board we can reach our goal which is hitting 800 subscribers to the site which would put us right where i left um at our previous stop which would just be an incredible accomplishment for you guys for supporting the site so um, appreciate you guys who have jumped on board Taking advantage of that deal already. Had a bunch of people sign up on Wednesday with the early signing period. Let's jump right in, though. SMU uh, did have a coaching change with Johnny Ruhr leaving uh, for Duke to be the offensive coordinator for Manny Diaz. We've talked about that. Uh, we know that was a thing. Um, and SMU, um, like I kind of alluded to at the bottom of our article when uh, we, we you know, wrote about Johnny Brewer leaving, SMU had an intriguing candidate already on staff. Um, and this one was kind of done, not officially, but relatively quickly. Uh, and Rhett Lashley announced it today. Um, and that is the promotion of Derek King, the former Miami and Houston quarterback to the position of quarterbacks coach. Uh, he was an analyst with the SMU team this season. Uh, he played in the NFL for a cup of coffee, the XFL, um, but ultimately landed back in Dallas uh, or I should say back with Rhett Lashley uh, and some of those guys he knew from Miami um, uh, after his playing days ended. Um, and he really officially joined the staff as an analyst and really made a nice impact in in just a year in his role. And uh, talking with Rhett Lashley today as he you know confirmed the news with us, he had a lot of good things to say about him. And I feel like this hire, you're always kind of taking a risk when you hire somebody that you're giving a first time opportunity to, um, to coach on the field. Uh, this is not 
uh, a job that he's, you know, bounced around like Johnny Brewer did as an analyst for years uh, with Rhett Lashley. And, you know, finally was named quarterback coach when Rhett Lashley took this job. Uh, this is a guy that is fresh off of a playing career and now comes into this uh, quarterback coaching role after just a year of being an assistant. So it is a risk. But if you look around the college football world in Houston and Miami and, and a lot of the people around Texas, there's so much respect for De'Eric King and and his potential stardom in the indie, in the industry. Uh, a lot of people were all up in the mentions and quote tweeting it um, in terms of you know the hire and and what it means for SMU. And I think this is sometimes when we talk about like when SMU's head coaching job has came open over the past couple years or a couple um, you know times we we talk about what's the right coach, what's the right fit for the next step. And I think Derek King is a really good choice for this next step. You had Johnny Brewer who Rhett Lashley trusted. He needed somebody that he could absolutely trust coming into this job uh, to get the quarterbacks right. As he stepped into a bigger role with the program and being the head coach for the first time while still calling uh, the plays. Now he's two years into it. They're going into the ACC and Rhett Lashley is saying, I'm going to trust a guy that has played in my system very recently, I'll add. And he has a great way about him in terms of getting along with the quarterbacks in that room. I think this is good for Preston Stone. I think this is good for Kevin Jennings, all the other young quarterbacks that are now on the roster. And I think it ultimately helps keep a guy like Keelan Russell pretty happy with where the, the program is going and who his next uh, quarterback's coach is going to be um, as the 2025 four-star quarterback committed. So I think this is a win-win. Uh, Derek King has spent the last couple of weeks now, or I guess week and a half or so, on the recruiting trail. He was at AT&T Stadium watching Keelan Russell. Um, he's he's he went in home um, a week prior with Tyler Aronson uh, when the coaching staff was on the road. So he's gotten his feet wet on the coaching road now. Um, he's a Houston guy, prepped at Manville, Texas, uh, and so he's going to you know potentially help SMU get into Houston maybe a little bit more, but ultimately. He's just a guy that I think will relate really well to the players on the roster, to the recruits that are coming up because he's done it. He's done it recently. He's played in this new era in a way um, with the transfer portal and and all of that. So there's so much to unpack with him in terms of how very different he is and, and going to be than Johnny Brewer, but also he has a very different perspective that is welcomed in this time. And so with Rhett Lashley being settled in as the head coach, I think he feels more comfortable being able to say, you know what, if I need to kind of watch this room a little bit more and be a, a little bit more involved as Derek King gets his feet wet as a coach, that was something he talked about today in terms of how you coach the position rather than you play it. Those are all things that can happen because you have somebody that's really comfortable with the system and really comfortable with his entire organization that's now put in place after two years. You know, first year head coach, Rhett Lashley, I don't know if this would be the move. I, I think you would have wanted somebody who you've been around and you know knows the offense like the back of back of your hand and things like that, but also somebody um, that has been in the tr the true coaching world for a minute like Johnny Brewer had been. Um, so I, I like this move. Um, you know, Rhett Lashley said that they're close to naming a running backs coach, but they're not ready to do that yet. So um, I actually don't have an idea of who it's going to be at this point. Uh, I am obviously doing my job and trying to poke around, but uh, I thought I had something on it. Um, and 
was told uh, that it'll be somebody else. So it wasn't that nobody turned it down, but it was just a quick, nope, that's not who it is. So uh, I took my one guess, uh, at least for now, and uh, I'll continue to kind of track that. Um, but bowl season is ongoing. The signing period is going to wrap up on Friday. Um, with it being as close as it is to the finish line for early signing period and maybe some of these bowl games, you know, I think Rhett Lashley has a pretty good idea of who it's going to be. Um, and he said that. So um, it'll be interesting to see. We'll unpack that uh, when that happens. But um, Rhett Lashley did talk about De'Ara King and what makes him special. And uh, I think it's a pretty good listen and kind of gives you perspective in terms of what Rhett Lashley was looking at when kind of going through this process with whether or not he should you know, promote De'Ara King. And ultimately he did. Yeah, I think Derek's he's he's made for it. Um, he's really made a huge impact. Our entire staff, not you know, I'm biased to him. A couple of us who coached him a few years ago know him, but the coaches on defense and the coaches that didn't know him, they were just really impressed with how he came in this year in such a short amount of time and just his presence, how he relates to the players. He's professional. Um, you know, there's a lot of growth and development still to happen there for him, but I think it's going to happen fast. I think he has a high ceiling and an elite bright future. And, um, you know, I think we're just fortunate to get to, to have him on the front end of that. I think the thing that makes sense for us, too, he relates really well with the players. I think he'll be an excellent recruiter. Um, I think, you know, he's from the state of Texas, playing down in Manville. So he's got a great presence in Houston, but he's really got a great, great presence throughout the state. And he's played quarterback in our offense in the last couple of years. So, you know, if I'm – if I'm a kid coming to play quarterback at SMU or if I'm on our roster, I'm like, man, I get to get coached by a guy who just did it at a high level, both at Houston and Miami in college, played in the NFL for a minute, played in the XFL. He's ran this offense, this specific one. So the plays we're running, what we call him, like he's done those things. So I just think that's a, from a transition standpoint, that fits and makes a lot of sense. Um, and so I just think he's going to do a really good job. So uh, you could tell Rhett Lashley, a lot of respect there uh, for uh, Derek King and, and what he's going to bring to the table uh, as SMU's uh, quarterbacks coach. Um, guys, before we go any further, I've got to tell you guys once again about our friends at Game Time. Game Time, the official ticketing partner of On3 and on theponyexpress.com. The Fenway Bowl is coming up. Um, if you are going to tune in to the Walking Strong podcast with Bill Armstrong, he gives me a little bit of grief for not going as of now, but I'm watching some plane tickets, seeing if we can make things happen. But uh, for those of you that are contemplating whether or not you should go to the Fenway Bowl, go to Game Time and use promo code PONY for $20 off your first order after you create your account. So check it out. Go to Game Time. Uh, you can go to GameTime.co or download the Game Time app, which is super easy. You can use Apple Pay. You can use all the different ways that people uh, you know, pay through the apps now um, to you know, purchase those tickets in just two clicks. And, you know, something for one of my friends that is going down uh, to Tampa around the New Year's, um, they're going to go see the LSU game uh, against Wisconsin. And I told him, well, use game time and uh, check out that app. And they were able to buy tickets uh, for that game in the in the Bucks Stadium, Raymond James, really easily. And you get a great view from your seat. Uh, you don't necessarily get that uh, with the current setup from Fenway uh, on the app. But you can get an idea of what you're going to be looking at when you use the game time app. And the thing I love about it most is you can use those flash sales. Um, you see them right there with the lightning bolt on the screen. Um, and they say, say, you know, this is that, that really good deal. You're looking for two tickets, 80 bucks. You're sitting in the end zone, kind of down low there, row E. Um, they've also got, you know, others that are 62 bucks uh, right down there. 
um, along the sideline there, kind of corner the end zone once again. So I think the thing that I love about game time is two things. The game time guarantee, which when you find tickets in the same section or row for less, you're able to get 110% difference uh, credited back to you, which is huge. And then on top of that, just two taps to buy tickets. If you're on the app, you would select the seat you like, click continue, buy. It's just so easy. Um, so I love that uh, once you have your tickets selected, it takes two taps. So um, that is the thing that I love most about game time. They take all the hassle, the stress, all those things out of the ticket buying process. So check out our friends at game time. Use promo code PONY, P-O-N-Y, for $20 off your first order. Terms do apply. Game time. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Appreciate game time for riding with us throughout the college football season. And guys, uh, speaking of the season, it'll be here before we know it. So once again, subscribe to OnThePonyExpress.com with our signing day special. And speaking of signing day, we got a signing day surprise. We have the signing day sale and we got the signing day surprise. And the surprise was Justin Medlock, the Utah linebacker who entered the transfer portal and SMU offered, well, the Mustangs announced that he had signed with the program on Wednesday. So a little bit of a surprise. We went into uh, the early signing period, not thinking we'd see any surprises kind of off the radar guys, but um, Justin Medlock, a Manville, Texas uh, product. So a big day for the Mavericks on the Hilltop uh, has played in 15 games for the Utes. He recorded nine tackles and a tackle for loss this year. He had seven total tackles and a tackle for loss. And he redshirted in 2022, playing in five games. He'll have three years of eligibility remaining at SMU. He was a former top 50 overall overall linebacker in the country. Um, And uh, I think this is a guy that, one, we talked about Corey Flagg, the Miami linebacker, um, being a guy that SMU really was after. And I think you're going to see them kind of, you know, cool in that department. Um, When we talked about the linebacker position, we talked about – uh, it being um, a one guy room in terms of they were going to take one guy um, and um, that was going to be it because they have two linebackers coming in and Brandon Booker and Zach Smith who we'll talk about, but they also have only one guy heading out and Chris Adamora. So you have, and, and last year going into the year, I said it um, kind of, I guess it might have been after the portal season, but SMU would have liked to have had one more linebacker than they had going into the 2023 season. But other positions were a little heavier. You look at the offensive line a little bit. You look at um, uh, even some of the defensive line, um, and we've seen some guys leave that position. Those were positions that they probably need to rework a little bit in terms of the actual numbers and the situation that were there. And they've and they've been able to do that now. And so Justin Medlock comes in with three years of eligibility remaining, and the room is just going to be so much more um, balanced, I think. And and the reason why is you're going to have three seniors in Jaquandis Burns, Kobe Wilson, and Ahmad Walker, and then you're going to have Alex Kilgore, Brandon Maizono, and Justin Medlock sitting there as, um, I guess, uh, second year, or I guess sophomores overall, right? So you, you have Alex Kilgore and Brandon Maizano as true sophomores, and then Justin Medlock as a redshirt sophomore. So three guys kind of in the middle there who can play multiple years um, 
for SMU. And then you're just getting started with Brandon Booker and Zach Smith, who you hope as sophomores will be ready to go and will need to be ready to go. Um, and so SMU, uh, I think, did a good thing by taking him. Um, and so they'll be able to bring him in and, and develop him. He's got a little bit more size, I think, than uh, Corey Flagg, just a, a little bit more height. Corey was kind of a sawed-off guy, and he was a one-year guy. So one of the goals for SMU with this linebacker spot was to get multiple years. So they got that in Justin Medlock. So that was a signing day surprise for SMU. Um, and they get it in uh, a Texan, uh, another guy from the Houston area. So two guys were, who were kind of in the mix there um, were ones that they were able to uh, to land and bring in. And um, I, I like the fact that he's got multiple years. And um, from what I heard, a very reasonable you know situation there to, to bring him in. So that makes eight transfers for SMU from the transfer portal. As far as uh, the rest of the high school signing class. Um, SMU did announce all 10 uh, commitments uh, and turn them into signees on Wednesday, which is always a good thing uh, when you're coaching staff. You're not looking for drama. And you're not looking for um, the, the uh, shoot a drop when it comes to uh, who's going to make it, who's not. Um, those, those are all good things uh, for SMU when it comes to the transfer portal portal. And so now they can kind of focus in on the transfers. Um, but let's start with the high school signees for SMU. And you look at the guys that they brought in now. We'll go through them uh, from highest rated to lowest rated uh, in terms of the on three industry ranking. Um, and we'll lead off with Derek McFall, um, the Tyler the Tyler High grad um, who uh, will be here this summer. Four-star prospect rated in the top 400 overall prospects, number 60 wide receiver overall in the country. Um, and for him, he brings a ton of versatility to SMU, which I love. And uh, everybody spoke so highly of him over there at Tyler. And they were able to you know, give you a good feel for why he was so, so thought of. And I think one piece was he did it all for Tyler. You know, he stepped up and didn't want to be, you know, a guy that was just kind of, um, there for them uh, and, and pigeonholed into one role. He wanted to do it all. He even played some quarterback uh, looking back early in his high school career. So he played some running back, played some wide receiver. Um, this is going to be a guy that I think can step into Roger Daniels' role uh, pretty well as kind of that gadget guy. Um, Rod is, believe it or not, guys, uh, getting up there, so to speak, uh, in terms of his, uh, his eligibility. Um, he's going to be uh, entering his final year of eligibility next year, which is just wild, unless I have it wrong. I mean, it, it's it's crazy to think about, um, but um, it, it, time has really flown by. Um, yeah, his sophomore season was 2022. Uh, he's played from the jump. Uh, he's a guy that's played a lot of football for SMU. So um, Roger Daniels already, um, let's see, 37 games played. Uh, the Fenway Bowl will, will be 38, so he'll be a guy that'll hit the – 50 game mark uh, if all things go well for him uh, next season. And and um, that'll be it, which is just insane. Uh, I feel old already. But um, so to get a guy like Derek McFall that you can bring in and uh, he'll play in the running back room, which I think is a good thing. You're going to have Randy Reese as a gray shirt who comes out into campus and he kind of can be a true slot so that whenever Rod leaves, whenever Jake Bailey leaves after next season, all those things happen you are kind of even back out now at the slot. You've got Jackson Lavender. Um, you've got some other guys who can who can certainly play and compete at that position. So a really interesting thing will be how does that room shake out 
um, over the next couple of years once Roger Daniels, Jake Bailey, and those guys are gone. So, but Derek McFall's a game breaker. So, uh, kudos to SMU. He's one of a few examples of when just hanging around and and keep recruiting guys can pay off. Um, and it and it did um, with him. And Kadavian Dotson Walker was another guy that Rhett Lashley really highlighted and said um, when talking with the media, "This is a guy that's a winner." And he's won big at Duncanville, two-time state champion. He's made some clutch interceptions over his career. I was up at uh, Duncanville this morning, bright and early, um, at 7.30 in the morning for their signing day ceremony. And, you know, all those Panthers that are on that team, they all have, you know, defining moments through their high school careers. And, you know, for KD, his was, um, I think it was, uh, he sealed an interception uh, to win the district last year against DeSoto. Um, and, and I think the, that's the type of player he is. He comes up with some of those clutch interceptions, uh, like he did in the state championship game. He had the game ceiling interception, um, and he was around the football a lot in that game. And going off of that, Brandon Booker is a guy who just won another state championship this past weekend. And I tell you, he was around the ball a lot. And, uh, Brandon Booker is a guy that I remember just last year saying what's up to him on the field after, uh, the game where DeSoto won their first state championship and saying, Hey, We'll be back here next year. We're doing this with you. Um, it's funny. Jaden Milliner Jones was uh, standing there. But um, this year, we were doing that again. But we were talking about him signing and putting pen to paper. Um, one of my favorite guys in the class. I've known him a long time now. I've known him at least three years. Um, and he's been on the radar for a minute. But he's going to come in at linebacker for SMU. And again, uh, a theme of this class is high-level programs for the most part and guys that are winners. Um, and, and that's something that I think is – somewhat hard to quantify but also a little underrated uh when it comes to the recruiting efforts um you want guys that are used to winning that get ticked off if they don't win that you know find that motivation to be a winner and i think they've done that with a lot of these high school guys for sure um but so book is a a really exciting linebacker i'm I'm really intrigued to see how scott simons will move him around and use him because he can be a guy who really gets stronger and really blows up uh, size wise in a good way. Um, or he can, you know, probably even trim down a little bit and keep some speed and things like that. So uh, William Nettles, another guy, Speedy, who uh, was the first SMU offer of this, uh, or SMU was his first offer. And he ends up signing with the Mustangs, which is cool. Um, he did commit to Purdue. And again, just an example of SMU hanging around and keep recruiting him. Ricky Hunley did a really nice job staying after him and uh, trying to get him on board. And um, SMU did did just that. Uh, he's got ready now size to at least step in and be competitive at that out, outside corner spot. Um, we'll talk about a little bit kind of how transfers might impact that, but they do have some returning guys at uh, cornerback. But Speedy is a guy who has that size to at least make, have, have the potential to make a little bit of a move. He'll have an adjustment to the level of play when it comes to moving up from uh, Dallas Christian to SMU. So it wouldn't shock me if it takes him some time, but he does have that two-way playmaking ability. He's got some solid times. I think he could end up being a sleeper in this class. I know he's got power five offers and all of those things and and is you know pretty highly rated by us at on three and 88. Um, but I, I just have a feeling that with his size, I've kind of, you know, as I've gone through this over the years, he's got the, physical makeup from a mus- muscle standpoint to hold up well at the college level. And that is 
part of the battle at corner because it's so hard for corners to come up and want to tackle. And especially if they don't have size, they can get beaten down. It can be tough on them. And if he, if you have that, you know, size, you're kind of muscled up, he can do that and hold up. So I, I'm not a huge fan of kind of taps in terms of taking a lot of them just because it is historically through the rankings and through the evaluation process, there are guys that just don't pan out as much, but with a guy like Speedy, who's done it, he's been the best player on the field so many times for his team. Um, I, I'm I'm in his corner. I think he's somebody that could surprise people um, in the end, even though, again, he's an 88 for us. He had Baylor. He had Nebraska. He was committed to Purdue. Um, and then uh, moving on to a guy on the West Coast um, who sits in the top 100 of the interior offensive line rankings is the all-name team selection for this signing class, and that's King Large, um, the St. John Bosco standout offensive lineman who uh, by far has the best uh, commit graphic and signee graphic with the ski mask and the um, Bucky uh, hat on there. Uh, it's pretty funny to kind of see a big human like that uh, wearing the bucket hat. But uh, King Large played offensive tackle for St. John Bosco out there in Bellflower, California, and playing for, again, a, a program that year in, year out, travels the country to play big, big games, plays on ESPN, uh, he is going to be no stranger to the big stage. And with his size and plugging him in along the interior, I look at him and I look at Alex Woods kind of long-term on the interior, that offensive line, and I really like what they've done with that position. I mean, we'll talk about Graham Uter uh, here, in, here in a few moments, but um, I, I really like what they've done with, with King Large. Um, and he's a guy that's been locked in. I don't think he got back to SMU uh, for another visit. Um, he wasn't somebody that, you know, was able to make it for, you know, multiple reasons. It's far, but also just that, that schedule. And, uh, I think they just had to roll with their, um, with his, uh, committed or his, um, official visit, um, uh, photo shoot to make his graphic. So, um, coming back a little bit closer to DFW, Jalen Moses from Carrollton Newman Smith. I actually saw Jalen go play this fall. Uh, and I liked what I saw from Jalen. I, I think he's somebody that really surprised me with uh, his willingness to hit, especially at his size. Um, and he's somebody that, um, you know, didn't necessarily, um, you know, stand out in terms of those measurables uh, that you look at. He reminds me, looking back on the recruiting process, the guy like Brandon Crosley and what he kind of brings from a physicality perspective relative to his size. I mean, he's listed at 5'11", 170. I'd be surprised if he was 5'11", um, just seeing him and meeting him in person. But uh, a really good uh, mindset for himself is that he loves to hit. And I think that's something that stands out. He has a couple of really good offers that he ended up uh, committing to SMU uh, over. Um, he had a Power 5 offer from... Um, Washington State. He also had um, an offer from uh, Memphis, San Diego State, Louisiana, Texas State, Tulane. So uh, UTSA, a couple of schools in there that really like to play defense and play it well. So um, he is uh, going to be somebody that can take some time and learn 
And then, uh, you know, SMU is going to be relying on him to be a depth guy uh, and, and a contributor pretty quickly thereafter next season because that safety group, uh, four of them are going to graduate. And then Ahmad Moses is going to be a senior. Isaiah Wachobia will be a senior. Bryce McMorris is still uh, in that group. So some of these young safeties at SMU signing this class, they're going to have to be ready to go pretty quickly. And, and Jalen Moses is one of them. Um, Tyler Aronson, the quarterback uh, commit uh, now signee from Vero Beach, Florida, um, right in my home state, has was the first commitment. And he was uh, one of the first to, to put pen to paper. Um, and I think he's a really, really talented quarterback. I think physically what stands out to me about him is his size. I mean, he's um, I think he's still relatively young for his age, um, but he is not muscled up in a, in a bad way for a quarterback, but he's kind of, he's no stranger to the weight room. And and then you see that kind of manifest itself with his ability to throw the football and not only that, but power it through some pressure that he faces, some awkward arm angles, some awkward throws kind of, um, against his body and things like that when he's had to step up or avoid pressure. Um, I, I like that ability that Tyler has. Again, big kid. He can move around. He can extend, extend plays. And, you know, Preston Stone's coming back. Kevin Jennings is coming back. Tyler Aronson can kind of sit there and, and you know, learn and develop. And um, if, you know, Preston Stone and Kevin Jennings end up battling it out at some point down the line a little bit, you know, more openly, and one of them ends up not being the guy and somebody transfers, which that is the world of the quarterbacks, then Tyler Aronson and Keldrick Luster will be kind of those next guys up to really battle it out. So um, I like that he's a big kid, and um, he had a really solid senior season. I've, I've seen his clips. It's it's good stuff. Alex Rogers out of Cedar Hill. He's going to be a nickel. He's going to be a little bit more pigeonholed into that nickel role, but he could probably even play a little bit of free safety, but – kind of that nickel safety, maybe a little bit of corner too. So he's got some versatility to him. Um, I saw him play. He played a lot of outside corner um, for Cedar Hill, and he battled some injuries, but he was able to kind of bounce back and battle through those. Um, so I think he's a good developmental piece uh, for SMU at the cornerback spot. Graham Uter, like I said, he's the other offensive lineman from Bayside Academy in Alabama. Uh, we actually, I, I've, I've thrown this comp on him before, but uh, Evan Brown is is the the comp that I have for him in terms of former SMU players. Um, I think you know you look back on Evan's ability to move laterally and side to side, and Graham's got that. He played both sides of the ball. Um, his grandfather actually swam at SMU, so he's a legacy as well. And he played basketball for Bayside Academy, so he's kind of an underrated guy. He's the sleeper. He's the second lowest rated commit on the on three industry ranking. Um, I think we should be have him a little bit higher, um, but he's got some upside uh, to him, I think, in my opinion, just all the different athletic traits that he checks. Um, and speaking of underrated, I said this to Rhett Lashley today, but I think the most underrated guy in the class is Zach Smith out of Red, Red Oak. Um, I think he should be a few points higher on our rankings um, and across the board uh, for, for the ranking services. Um, I don't care if he's 6'1 and, and just 200 pounds, but He's converted safety. He's played all over for Red Oak. I mean, they sang so much praise this um, Monday morning when I went to his signing ceremony uh, over there. Um, coach called him the best defensive player to come through Red Oak. Um, that's they've they've seen a resurgence and they've seen a team that's come together with more talent lately. But when you have that type of praise from your coaches in front of everybody that they don't have to do, I think that says a lot 
Um, so I am uh, very intrigued to see how Zach Smith's uh, SMU career goes. He's an early enrollee, so like Alex Kilgore did last year, he'll be here on campus uh, pretty soon, and he'll take to the weight room like white on rice. I mean, he's uh, a hard worker. He was a leader in this class. He was one of the first guys to commit, um, and you knew he was committed you know, for a long time. I mean, it took until June 30th for him to announce, but I, I mean, he was, it was like the worst kept secret. I remember doing his video uh, actually. So we did the interview at, uh, on the, on our YouTube channel for him to announce his commitment. And um, you know, we knew for weeks and weeks and weeks uh, that he was committed. So um, I'm excited for Zach. He's a really, really good, good kid. And uh, I think he's going to have a chance to be pretty good for SMU. When you look at the transfers, uh, we're going to, Glaze over uh, Justin Medlock because we talked about him since he was the new new addition today. But you look at the upfront um, additions that they were able to bring in um, on the offensive and defensive lines, and and that is what stands out about this class. And Rhett Lashley will tell you, and I asked him about it um, today, uh, kind of towards the end of our media availability. He they're going to talk about the transfers when they're on campus. Um, they did sign some of them. They signed, um, let's see, they signed, uh, they signed Jonathan Jefferson. Mike Lockhart was the first one today. They announced Justin Medlock, Nate Anderson announced. Um, and I think they're going to slowly roll out the rest of them over the next day or so, but they're going to wait until they're all sitting in classes to like talk about them. So we'll do this again, um, in February, but you look at the, needs that SMU had and we all knew that seeing the defensive line uh, be a major major priority um, for SMU going into um, this week and then them going out and addressing it they have so far is really really impressive Uh, they've been able to um, bring in a lot of talent um, to this group already and it's just getting going, in my opinion. And and we'll be watching closely as my phone goes off. We'll see if that. Um, um, but the uh, the the transfers that they brought in so far on the defensive line, in particular, are really impressive. And you've got Omari Abor, who uh, actually, I mean, I don't think we, yeah, we haven't done a pod since then, so we've got to talk about those guys too. But Omari Abor transfers from Ohio State. Former Duncanville standup standout, a top 100 guy. He's now on board. Right around him, Duncanville, uh, another Duncanville product, Savion Bird announced his transfer from Oklahoma. And right before all that, Nate Anderson, uh, the day prior, uh, committed as well. The former Frisco Reedy standout uh, committed to the Mustangs, uh, so he was able to get on board uh, and commit to SMU. So. Those are the latest ones that have jumped on board since our last pod outside of Justin Medlock. But back to the defensive line, Omari Abor is somebody that's really been recruiting behind the scenes for SMU. He's about 6'3", I think 258 is what his uh, profile at Ohio State said. And he's going to be somebody who can back up Elijah Roberts. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. He's, um, Scott, I, I think two or three years of eligibility remaining. I'll take a look here real quick. But um, what he'll be able to do is because he's been injured in the past, he's going to be somebody that I think can take care of himself a little bit more. He's not pushing. You know, he'll push to start and he'll do all those things and you hope it works out. But over the next year, he'll have a chance to acclimate while playing snaps behind somebody who's, you know, come in looking for a fresh start in Elijah Roberts. And wow, look at what he's made of it with his um, production at SMU. And he's turned into a guy that could be an NFL draft pick because of it, which is is just really, really special. And uh, hopefully watching a guy like that piece it all together, that can bring the best out of Amari Abor because Amari really wants to be at SMU. He's wanted that uh, for a while now. And he went public after his official visit this weekend. And you just really feel like this is a guy who's locked in on trying to bring SMU back to, you know, the level that everybody wants it to be now that NIL is in place, now that they're in the ACC, all of those things. It's all really important to Amari Abor. So, he comes in after playing a little bit of football for Ohio State, not much really since he was injured, and he's going to be looking to uh, revitalize his career over the next three years. So we'll be watching Omari. Um, the first signee of the day was Mike Lockhart, the 6'3", 308-pounder, who's played a ton of football for West Virginia and Georgia Tech. He's going to be you know, probably your, your nose tackle at this point. Um, we are watching to see if SMU could reel in Anthony Booker, the uh, big um, – uh, the big um, defensive tackle from Arkansas who took an official visit between SMU and Baylor. Um, those guys, uh, that would be, kind of be the icing on the cake in terms of, you know, big nose tackle. Um, but then you have him holding it down, and they also announced Jonathan, Jonathan Jefferson, uh, who's got multiple years left. He's got two, the Georgia transfer. who's a big body in the middle there um, for uh, Calvin Thibodeau's room. We've talked about him before. And then they uh, haven't announced yet, but Jafari Harvey, who we talked about on the last pod, will be an edge guy. He'll be kind of a bandit role, maybe a little bit of uh, Elijah Roberts' role in passing situations when Elijah Roberts moves in. Um, all of those things could happen with Jafari Harvey and um, you know his ability. And again, he's played a ton of football. Um, so the offensive line, I think Savion Bird is somebody they're going to bring in and hope that he takes that right tackle spot or PJ Williams takes that right tackle spot. And then whoever doesn't can be the utility utility guy up and down the offensive line. So um, Savion was listed at uh, about 295 pounds. He could play some guard, but he can also play some tackle too. So I'm intrigued to see how that goes. Nate Anderson, if you're watching on YouTube, we're going to get these updated from their high school ranks, but uh, he is all of 6'5", about 310 pounds. So he's an interior guy for the Sooners. He didn't play much. He's a depth piece that you hope kind of ends up like Logan Parr. When SME brought in Logan Parr, everybody said, oh, okay, the guy that you know kind of played a little guard in center for Texas but didn't really play much at all. Well, 
he got to SMU and he took that left guard spot and just locked it down. And so Nate Anderson has a couple of years of eligibility left. And if you could bring him in and he revitalized his career, then maybe you can get creative with the Justin Osborne. Maybe he could play tackle. Maybe you could do some different things with him. And we all know how important it is uh, for SMU to have depth. Um, so that's going to be really, really important uh, for the Mustangs. So they also brought in Ashton Cozart, who didn't play last year. He'll have four years of eligibility um, uh, once he gets to SMU this January. All these guys are expected, to my knowledge, uh, to get to SMU in January. Big news there. Um, they'll get to work right away with the Mustangs. What's next for SMU? Well, um, they got two other commitments uh, that we haven't talked too much about, but I wanted to kind of share with you guys, uh, All-American defensive end, Elijah Roberts. He talked a little bit about what coming back means to him. He gets a chance to play in the ACC again. He gets a chance to prove himself. And ultimately, he wanted one more ride with SMU. I wanted to be a part of something special again. You know, this year was, was a great year, honestly. And, you know, obviously, personal reasons, you know, not feeling like I was all the way ready and stuff like that. But as far as the team, I honestly just wanted to be a part of this again. This is really my first year playing in a system for two years back to back. So I kind of wanted to experience that and see what happens. He's saying at the end there, see what happens. Um, but you mentioned playing in a system two straight years. Sounds like good news. So hopefully it sounds like SMU is going to hang on to Scott Simons, which we expect. But nice to hear it from uh, Elijah Roberts, right? Uh, another one, Jonathan McGill. Um, he talked about his pitch to transfers. And, and Jonathan McGill has been one of my favorite recruits in a long, long time. Um, I'm talking about back when he was at Coppell. Um, and then ended up at Stanford. He was one-time SMU commit. But uh, I tell you what, guys, he has got the pitch down for SMU down pat. I know he's working on a couple of big transfers trying to join him, and uh, you can get a feel for what his pitch is uh, when he goes to these guys that are in the transfer portal and looking at their options. Yeah, so, you know, I, I, I tell him three things, right? So you got family um, for guys that are from here. Um, if you're not from here, you can ask Elijah Roberts, you can ask Rooster, you can ask Jay Milley, any of the guys that transferred in that weren't necessarily from Dallas. This is a team that, you know, truly cares about you as players, as coaches, as support staff. Um, so the family is one part of it. Um, you know, you got the football aspect of it. You're going to be taken care of in terms of nutrition, in terms of facilities. Um, you know, you see the improvements that we have to the stadium already. You see the new locker that we're about to get. Um, just a whole, a whole, a whole plethora of things football-wise that you can ask for playing in a Power Five conference or Power Four. Now with the Pac-12, you know, dissolving pretty much, but having all of those things football-wise, and then after that, like you have the life after ball program, which is a huge pitch for families, but also for guys that are grad transfers getting a chance to. Uh, network with people, getting a chance to be in Dallas, the center of the Metroplex, like be legit in one of the biggest areas in the nation in terms of what they have in the media market. Um, so it has everything. And then the bonus on that is, is barbecue and Terry Blacks and all of those other stuff that you can have. You can go to multiple different areas, get you different foods, everything that you want to try out. And so that's my pitch to them. Um, so we've been working on that for, for a couple of days. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Yeah, been working on that is what he said. I said, yeah, I can tell. Um, so he's got it down pat there. Um, Jonathan's one of the best out there. So um, SMU does have needs still left to fill in the transfer portal, but we're going to save that for another podcast. We'll kind of let the rest of this week play out, see what the Mustangs can uh, you know, bring in over the next week uh, to kind of set the stage for you guys. It's the dead period now. They can't go out and recruit. They can't host guys on campus. Um, and they are going to be able to still communicate with transfers and try to pitch them and all of those things. Uh, but, um, you know, this is a, a program that has, you know, still aspirations to bring in another defensive tackle, uh, certainly address the cornerback position, maybe tight end, maybe offensive line, but we'll kind of see. But, and oh, by the way, they did bring in Isaac Pearson, a punter, uh, but he committed all the way back in May. So I kind of forgot about him. So he's basically a gray shirt um, from Texas. He's from Australia. So they're keeping the transfer from Texas, from Australia, uh, pipeline going after Ryan Bichevsky moves on. So Isaac Pearson will come in and be SMU's punter the next few years. So a couple of years. So um, with that, guys, the early signing period runs until uh, Friday. I don't expect any high school surprises, but we'll be tracking all of the potential surprises. Um and coaching moves potentially at ontheponyexpress.com. So join us. Um, hope you guys have a great Christmas. We, unless it is absolutely breaking news, a quick reaction pod, we're going to see you guys after the Christmas break on the podcast front. So hope you guys enjoyed this one. Have a Merry Christmas. And uh, thanks for listening to us at ontheponyexpress.com and uh, following us there and subscribing. You can also gift subscriptions. So Check it out on the site if you're a subscriber. You, you can see on the message board the gift link um, where you can gift a subscription to a family member, friend, alum, all of those things. So check out that option as well. Appreciate all you guys who have made uh, this year a ton of fun. This was a, a crazy month, but um, one, glad it's over. I know a couple of people were just texting me right now saying they're happy it is as well. But um, SMU got a really good haul so far, and we'll see what else they can turn up in the transfer portal. But that's pretty much a wrap on the 2024 high school signing class for SMU. So hope you guys enjoyed all of our coverage of it, and we will catch you guys after the Christmas holiday. Uh, Merry Christmas, happy holidays to all of you guys, and uh, we'll catch you next time on the On the Pony Express podcast. Thanks for listening to the On the Pony Express podcast with Billy Embody. Follow us on your socials on X at SMU on three and on Instagram at on three SMU. And keep it locked to ontheponyexpress.com for more coverage. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.